This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, and welcome back to another new episode of You Need Therapy. My name is Kat, and I'm the host here. It's another solo episode day here, and this week we're talking about something that I've talked about a little bit before, but I've never actually dedicated an entire episode about it on here, and I think it is about time because there's enough information around it that it could be not only its own episode, but a series. It could be its own podcast, probably but we're not going to do that. Before we get going, quick reminder that this is not therapy. This is just me, a therapist, talking about, you know, things that have to do with mental health and things that have to do with therapy. And also, quick reminder, while we're here, if you want to follow me, you can on Instagram at cat.defada, or you can follow the podcast at You Need Therapy Podcast. And if you want to really, really make me happy and make my day, and by the way, it's my birthday week. My birthday is on Saturday. So if you really want to give me a birthday gift, you can scroll to the bottom of Apple Podcasts and rate us or rate me and hopefully give me five stars. And if you feel called to give a little comment, put a little comment on there. I love it. I appreciate those. And if you have questions or constructive feedback, you can send that to me personally. You can send it to the, my email, Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. And if you have questions for Couch Talks, which is the Wednesday episode where I answer questions that you guys send in, send them there. Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N at unitherapypodcast.com. Okay, now let's get into the episode. So we're talking about all things gaslighting today. And again, I'm pretty sure we talked about this a little bit when we covered narcissism in a full episode that came out last, I think it was December. However, we didn't spend that much time on it. And I hear this word being said now more than ever. So I think it's important that we stop and take some time to figure this out so we can spot it ourselves and know when this is actually occurring and when we maybe just might be using the fancy word, right? And we'll get to this later, but there's a difference in the techniques somebody uses when attempting to create a gaslighting effect on somebody and the actual experience of being gaslit, gaslighted not sure which is correct. (laughs) So anyway, somebody like, for example, somebody denying something alone doesn't mean that they're gaslighting you, but it could be part of it. So we'll get more into that later. But that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. And then also, I just have to say, I have a personal, I guess, I wouldn't call it connection to gaslighting, but I've experienced it firsthand a while ago in a relationship that at the time was very important to me. And I have so much love and care for the girl, the human that went through that experience and didn't know what was happening. And since then, I found myself in relationships, whether they're dating or friendships or work-related, where I found myself in similar situations and had similar feelings. And because I understand what this is now, I'm better able to separate myself from it so I don't get caught in the same, I guess, 
trap and I've been able to get out and not get caught up in that. And so that's one of the reasons I think this is so valuable because I wish I had this information back then. I don't know what it would have done or how it would have shifted because I was a different person back then, but I just know that it would have been valuable. And so I just want you guys to know if you have feelings of like, oh, this is me or like I felt this or there's any shame that might come up. Like I want you to know that I've been there. I've totally been there. So what is gaslighting? Well, in the most basic definition, gaslighting is a form of psychological abuse. And it's where a person tries and successfully usually does make someone question their sanity or perception or their reality. And when you experience gaslighting, you're going to feel confused. You'll, You'll probably feel some anxiousness and you stop being able to trust yourself. However, when this starts, you don't actually know that you're being gaslit. So those feelings feel very like accurate and true. It's not like an anxious I know I'm right and this person won't agree with you. It's this anxiousness around like I really start to question myself. And this kind of manipulation doesn't just get thrown at you. So it doesn't work that way. It doesn't start all of a sudden. It slowly kind of creeps up. And very often it starts with a love bombing experience, especially when this happens in romantic relationships. And I didn't say this up top, but gaslighting can happen in any kind of relationship. A lot of times we hear stories about it being in um, romantic relationships and partnerships, but this can be friends, this can be a boss, this can be um, a parent, it can be a leader of any sort. There's a power differential there. But there's usually a experience of this love bombing effect first. And we hear about love bombing in romantic relationships mostly too. But love bombing also can happen in any of those other experiences, right? And and I went through in more detail what love bombing is in the episode that we did on love addiction with Melanie Reese that came out earlier this year. But we'll talk about it a second here. And it's when a relationship starts with like big bombs of admiration and attention. Again, doesn't just have to be in romantic relationships. We see that a lot though. And it it can be kind of similar, which is confusing um, with how relationships are portrayed in Hollywood and movies and stuff, which again, it's not very helpful because we see that all the time and we see it as normal, but it's like that I'm obsessed with you from day one, right? Anytime that happens, let that be an important red flag. Like when the people are, or that person is like all in and all about you from the day they met you, you're the greatest person ever. You're the greatest person I've ever met. You're the best at this that I've ever experienced. Like all of a sudden it's, it's like an overwhelming amount of love for someone and for someone with an anxious attachment style, this is very much appreciated, which is super hard. It also, this love bombing is like a foreshadowing to being gaslit right? They win you over with their affection and you begin to trust them and believe that you have this incredible fairy tale bond. And then dun, 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 they start to turn the tables, but they have that backstory for you to hold on to. Because how often do we hear ourselves saying, it was so good in the beginning, or they were so kind in the beginning. I know we can get back there, but was that real? Was that really them? Or was that the beginning of them trying to get you to where they wanted you to be? Scary question, hard question. I don't like that question. Backstory, I find this interesting, but people are like, what does gaslighting come from? Well, it comes from a play that then got turned into a movie. I've never seen this movie. It's called Gaslight. <laughs> and what happens in the the movie is there's a, a husband and a wife and the husband manipulates and, and is turning down this like actual gaslight, dimming the lights and telling her that he's not. And she's like, oh, it's getting darker. And he's like, no, it's not. And he's convincing her that she's crazy, right? He wants to convince her that she can't trust her reality. So then he can commit her to a mental institution. So that's where that comes from. That's where we get the phrase gaslight. Now, you will hear this as a common technique of abusers, dictators, narcissists, like cult leaders. And when I hear those things, I think that can sound very extreme. And then I know me, I'm very defensive towards myself, so I might say something like, that would never happen to me. I would never be in an abusive relationship. I would never let somebody do this. I would never, because those things seem so big and heavy. But again, this is a form of emotional and psychological manipulation, which can be harder to identify and recognize and prove and validate. And because of that, more debilitating at the same time right? We minimize this kind of stuff. And I started watching uh, the Netflix show, the new one um, called Made. And I mean, trigger warning, it's it's about a, a woman 
who has a kid is in this like domestic abuse situation and it's her story of getting free. I only watched two episodes because I just was crying and I was like, this is very sad and this is not what I need right now. I don't know if I'll finish it, but this, the, I do know the first couple episodes, it had such a good and realistic view on how victims of abuse minimize their abuse, right? Like he didn't hit me, so I'm not abused. Like I don't want to call myself a victim because that's taking away from people who really are victims of, of abuse. And if it's not abuse, then what would this be? And it becomes this like almost moral failing on ourselves of like, we're the bad people, which is part of the psychological abuse. It's part of the cycle, like makes us think that we're the bad wrong people when really we're not. We're victims of abuse and we can become survivors. If we don't like that word, we don't have to sit in it forever. You can become a survivor, but to survive abuse, a lot of times we have to recognize that we're in that cycle. So watch that show if you're interested in what that looks like, but also trigger warning. It can't, I mean, I haven't been in a relationship like that, but it was triggering to me and my feelings and my feelings didn't need it that day. Maybe I'll finish later. Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. I also think that it's important to mention here while we're on this part that anyone is susceptible to gaslighting. Anybody. It doesn't just happen to weak people or those with a fragile sense of self or those with insecure attachment styles. It can happen to anybody. And yes, those things I just mentioned could be risk factors and could create a higher likelihood of this happening, but this can happen to anyone. And also those things aren't bad or wrong things, right? Like there's probably a reason there's a fragile sense of self. There's probably a reason that there's an insecure attachment style. So that doesn't mean you're bad or wrong either if that does fit with you. But I also don't want people to demonize themselves because again, this is what these people want us to think that that we're the ones in the wrong. I don't want you to demonize yourself for this happening. You don't ask for this. 
There's nothing that you do that says, oh, do, please manipulate me. Please psychologically abuse me. This is, there's no your fault in this. And I think when we start to say, look, oh, it was because I had a weak sense of self or it's because I am just not confident. It's like you can't blame yourself for being abused. That's not fair and it's not helpful and it's not true. So shall we talk about what it might look like um, so you can spot it? And this is tricky because like I said, you often don't know what's happening at first, especially if you don't know what gaslighting is. So that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. And this is an attempt to control someone else by twisting their sense of reality. So when this is happening, what is happening is somebody is twisting your sense of reality. You start grounded, you start knowing what's true and what's not true. You start knowing the sky is blue and then somebody slowly does things that allows them to twist your sense of reality where you might think, oh, the sky is blue. I know it's blue. It's blue. That's a fact. And then later down the line, you are still seeing the sky being blue, but you're saying, I bet the sky is red and I'm seeing blue because I don't see real reality. I can't trust myself. I have to listen to what this person in power is telling me. Very confusing. So back to in the beginning of this conversation when I said that there's a difference in the techniques and the the gaslighting effect, right? So we'll get to this, but denial is a technique or a tactic that's used in this process, but denial in itself is not gaslighting. So if somebody denies something that doesn't just automatically be like, you're gaslighting me, maybe that could be part of it. But I think sometimes people just deny things because of other reasons and they're not gaslighting you. It might be a self-protection. There can be a lot of stuff in that. They might just be lying to get out of trouble. doesn't mean they're gaslighting. So just want to separate that. Denial in its own right is not gaslighting. It might be something that somebody uses to get to that point. So like I said, there's techniques that are used to do this. So let's break them down. I got a um, list of, we're going to go through two different things, but I got this first list of techniques, the actual just like words. I took them from the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So you can visit that um, website, thehotline.org. So I took the five techniques from there. They really fit. I think they're helpful. And and then I'm going to talk about each one. But I didn't make those up and I just wanted to make that clear. So let's talk about these five techniques. So one way or one thing that somebody might do um, in order to create this this narrative is withholding. So means that they refuse to listen to information or pretend like they don't understand the information or just like separate themselves from the ability to have the conversation. So you might hear things like you're not making any sense or I don't have time for this when you bring something up that you think is important or when you try to talk about a conflict or just anything in that relationship. Um, They might say things like, I'm not going to go through this again, even if you never went through it once, or we already talked about this. And maybe you did talk about it, maybe you didn't, or maybe you talked about it and they shut you down, but very much they will just like not allow that conversation to come to fruition. That's one. Then we have countering. So this is when somebody's kind of like questioning the person as in if it's you that's being manipulated, they're questioning your memory or your essential reality of the event. So this one actually bothers me a lot. Like I think it might be one of the most frustrating for me because they take something that actually can be used for super helpful communication and turn it against you. Like when we're having conversations and we're having conflict and somebody might hear something that somebody didn't say, right? So if somebody says like, I don't have time to go to this event with you tomorrow. I might hear them say they don't they don't want to go, but they never said that, right? They just said they didn't have time. And so when you have a healthy communication, you can talk about that and you can say like, I heard you say that you didn't want to go. The person can reply back, oh, I actually didn't say that. I totally get that that's what you heard. Um, I actually said I didn't have time. And I actually would want to go, but I don't have time. And so you can have a healthy conversation around like, oh, miscommunication. But in this experience, they'll say things like, that's what you heard in your head. It's not what I said, even though it is what they said. And that can be so confusing because sometimes we do hear things wrong. Um, so you can you can say to yourself, well, maybe I did hear that wrong. Ooh. And so they'll say it like, oh, come on, I never said that. Or like, that's what you heard. But I, you know, I would never say something like that. Or you're just being overly sensitive, things like that. Then the third technique is blocking or diverting. 
So this is like kind of like changing the subject and you start to question your thinking and not just like changing the subject to like the fight we had to like, where are we going to go to dinner? They'll say things to like downplay your experience, like you're overreacting. So the subject moves from this thing that happened, this conflict you had to your reaction to the conflict and you being an overreactor or, or too sensitive or something like that. And so they'll say things like, oh, why would you let something so stupid come between us? This seems silly. Like you're being silly. You always blow things out of proportion. You are always picking fights. You always have to be right. You always play the victim. And so then now you're arguing about that rather than talking about what you actually were trying to talk about. So confusing. Okay, and then number four is trivializing. And so this is just making the person's feelings seem like really unimportant. Like, again, and some of these fall into similar categories, but like, I don't know why you're making such a big deal of this. You're being insecure. You're too sensitive. And that can just make somebody be like, oh, maybe I am overreacting. Like, well, maybe if I just stop overreacting, then we won't have this conflict and then everything will be better. Like, I don't want to have conflict. So if it's mean, I'm just overreacting, then maybe I'll stop overreacting and then we won't have conflict. So then you're looking to the person or the person in power to kind of be your meter of like, does this experience warrant this kind of reaction? I don't know because I overreact. And so things that I think are a big deal aren't a big deal. And I just need to get over them because it's me. It's all about me. It's me. It's me. It's me. I'm the problem. And then the last one is forgetting or like just straight up denial, which, oh my gosh, can be so frustrating. And this is when the person just straight up, straight up denies something or they forget, they act like they forget what happened or they just like deny that they ever agreed to something or that they ever said something. They just straight up are lying, which is like, again, these people just are lying which you cannot argue with somebody who's lying. And they'll say things like, I never said that, I never did that. Or they'll say, you never said that, or you never told me that, or you never did that. And all of this actually, I know I said in the beginning of this episode that I had been in experience like this years ago, and this was with a romantic partner, and I was like in it. So like I had no idea what was going on. And again, I thought I was crazy. I thought I was very selfish. I thought I was a bad person. And what would happen a lot of times when we would argue is I would go silent because I didn't know how to respond. Because if I agreed, it felt like I was abandoning part of myself. And if I argued, then it wouldn't be helpful. And so many times I would hear myself say things like, I don't understand how we got here. How are we talking about this? What are we even talking about? And then they would say things to make me feel like stupid for being confused. And so then I would just go silent. And then when I went silent, then I became the bad person because then I'm giving the silent treatment and all of this. And then I'm playing the victim. And it's like, well, I do feel like a victim right now. But then I can't be the victim. And so horrible cycle. Good news is I got out of it. But this actually, as I'm telling this story, is reminding me of, of an experience I had recently with somebody. And I share this because I mean it when I say this can happen to anybody. Like you can be in a relationship any kind of relationship. Again, it's not just romantic. Anybody can get into a relationship with a person that uses this type of manipulation. It's important to understand how to spot it and how to get out because if you don't spot it, you'll find yourself in a cycle and then you'll start to feel either really frustrated or crazy or just you'll just be spinning your wheels. And if I hadn't had this experience in my past and I knew what it felt like and I had this information, I probably would have questioned myself in this most recent experience. And instead, I just became very, very, very frustrated because what I wanted is to have a conversation that made sense with this person and this person wouldn't allow that. And I wanted so badly to uh, see the good in this person and I wanted so badly to believe that we could create a healthy relationship, a healthy friendship, a healthy partnership. I wanted to believe that that could happen because in the beginning of our relationship, everything was very good kind, open. Um, we valued each other very much, I thought. And not that that's not true. But this was just very frustrating. And I just became very frustrated because I was like, no, I just like didn't want to believe that this is what was happening. And I think that's something that can get us stuck too. It's like, we don't want to believe that these people are doing that. We want to see the good. We want to see how this relationship can be something helpful or strong or any of that. And it's hard to just walk away from that when there is something that's built underneath of it. And so very, very long story short, I wish I could tell 
honestly, I wish I could tell you the whole story, but it's not appropriate for the podcast and we don't have time. It would be a whole series. (laughs) But when my friends asked me when we had our like, we are no longer friends. And when I finally decided to like walk away permanently from this relationship and friendship, my friends asked me to tell the story and to tell this experience and this conversation to tell them about it. And I just said to them, I gave them the bits and pieces that I could, but then I said, I like, I actually can't tell you about this conversation because it's so confusing and it doesn't make sense. And my brain doesn't have the ability to recall it because the things that were said just don't make sense. Like chronologically, like I would say something and then this person would say something that did not have anything to do with what I just said or would like counter what I just said in a very strange way. And so a lot of times when you have conversations, the conversation flows, right? And so it's easy to recall. This conversation was all over the place, (laughs) which he was very good at using his tactics that like I couldn't even tell the story. And I think that's part of what happens, right? So when our friends are like, what's happened? We can't even tell them. And so then we feel like there's something wrong with us. I am questioning my reality. I am questioning my memory because I can't even tell you what happened. So you can't even back me up. But really, to me, I think that was a, a part of my brain saying, hey, Kat, this doesn't make sense. We don't know where to put this. So we're not gonna store it. He would say things that like five minutes ago, we agreed on. Literally, he told me I was playing the victim as I was taking responsibility for something that in all honesty, I I didn't want to take responsibility for, but I just kind of want to like move on. And it wasn't that big of a deal to me. But as I was doing that, it's like, you always play the victim. And I'm like, name two times where I did that. So they use these like all or nothing, like very extreme words, right? So there's a sign right there. And he told me to let him speak and that I never let anyone else talk. So again, very extreme. I never... But then when I spoke, he would interrupt me over and over and over again, where I literally could not even get a sentence in. So again, then my old behaviors came in where I'm like, I'm just going to be quiet and listen. And he made these accusations towards me that I very much knew were not true. Um, He said things like, I'm the most judgmental person he's ever met. And that's a gross overstatement, right? The most judgmental person he's ever met. Like, sure, I'm not perfect. So at times I might be judgmental, but I know I'm not the most judgmental person that somebody's ever met. And the thing is, you can't argue with these people because the more you try to prove your point, the more heavier their accusations get, right? And if you try to disagree, they'll make you feel stupid or they'll try to make you feel crazy. And there's no compromise with these kinds of people either. They're not trying to compromise. They're trying to manipulate you. And a telltale sign you're in this dance is when you feel crazy which is confusing because they want to make you feel crazy because then if you feel crazy, then they have power over you. But when you start to feel crazy and you haven't always felt like you're crazy, that's your sign of like my head spinning. I cannot connect these dots. I feel crazy. Maybe I'm being manipulated. So the second you start to feel crazy, that is your second red flag after the love bombing one. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. 
Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary, stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybrezza.com. So a question you'll hear a lot and something you might wonder yourself, why don't people like stand up for themselves and why, or why don't they leave and all of that? And because most people don't want to leave and they don't want to threaten the relationship, right? So even in this last example that I'm giving you, I didn't want to leave. I, I did want to find a way to, to make this work. And so part of me wanted to deny what was happening until I just couldn't. And when you actually do stand up to this kind of thing, either their manipulation gets worse or the relationship gets threatened. And if I don't want to leave, that means I don't want the relationship to end, which means I also don't want it to be threatened. So I'm just not going to do that. Therefore, you don't press on certain issues. And I talk about this all the time. I'm guilty of wanting to believe the goodness of everyone. (laughs) And if you had a love bombing experience, right, you want to believe in the goodness that this partner or boss or human has because you've gone through that phase where you saw it. And you also saw how good and you heard how good and special the relationship in quotes was or is. So we go back to this like rosy retrospect, like, but it was so good and we were so good and he was so kind and he was so understanding back then. Okay, but where are we now? And the more you push, right, on this, the heavier the person who's gaslighting may may go in and they can be ruthless, right? So there's no rationalizing with them. So if we can get into our heads, right, that the agenda they're pushing of the reality that they're trying to make you believe or understand or adhere to is not true, right? But if you try to stand up to this, they have this fake agenda, this fake reality they're, they're pushing. If you try to pu- push against this, what will happen is they'll escalate. But as they escalate, their manipulation will create you as the problem now, right? So you're being dramatic. You're being crazy. Um, you, 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 you're making a big deal about this. Why don't you just believe me? Why don't you just understand? Why do you have to be so difficult? Why do you have to question everything? And then it's like, whoa, now I'm deeper in this now. What did, what did I do? How did I create such a big deal out of this? Wow. Phew. Uh, I'm just getting worked up talking about this. Okay. Also, I don't know if this fits right here, but I have to say this because I don't know if I, I don't remember if I said it, but I often think that people just think gaslighting is when somebody denies something. So we already talked about how that's just a tactic, but a lot of times we think gaslighting is when somebody's denying truth and that's just it. But it also can be when they deny something that you did or they deny your memory. Um, and it's not just they're denying their behavior. They're, they might say things like, you never said that when you already did or denying just a memory of something of you and it's not just um, them. So I think that's important too because um, that can be really confusing when they're like, you never said sorry or you never told me that you wanted me to be home at this time. And it's like, well, yes, I did. I did say that. I swear I said that. And we'll move into how we can kind of combat that later. But I want to just make that point too. And again, this happens over time. This isn't just like a snap my fingers has happened. This happens over time. And there is a great article that I want to share. Um, this is not my information. I'm taking this from somebody else. But there's a great article I want to share that helps make sense of why this can be so hard to snap out of because it talks about the progression. There's a woman named Stephanie Sarkis. And she wrote a book called Gaslighting, Recognize Manipulative and Emotionally Abusive People and Break Free. And she had an article on psychology today that went viral. Um, And I think it went viral because so many people are finally waking up to this stuff and talking about this stuff. And it's interesting. And in this article, she summarizes 11 ways how gaslighters typically use the following techniques, which she details in her book that I just mentioned, which I will link her book. I haven't read this book, but I love the article. So in this article, again, she summarizes these 11 ways how gaslighters typically use the techniques I'm going to mention and how this progression happens. So how you get from like, oh, I'm a normal person that knows my reality to what in the world? I'm questioning everything. So here, I'm going to go through all 11. Number one, I'll also link this article as well. So if you want to just go back and read it, because I'm just going to read what she says. So number one, they tell blatant lies. You know, it's an outright lie, yet they are telling you this lie with a straight face. Why are they so blatant? Because they're setting up a precedent. Once they tell you a huge lie, 
You're not sure if anything they say is true. Keeping you unsteady and off kilter is the goal here. Number two, they deny they ever said something, even though you have proof. You know they said they would do something. You know you heard it, but they out and out deny it. It makes you start to question your reality. Maybe they never said that thing. And the more they do this, the more you question your reality and you start accepting theirs. It's like Chinese water torture, right? The longer this is me talking, not the the article, but it's like the longer you do something, the more it starts to set in. And just like our belief systems about like our core beliefs, the longer we believe we're not good enough, the longer we tell that story, the more we live in that screen, the more that becomes who, who we are and what we think and what our reality is. Number three, they use what is near and dear to you as ammunition. They know how important your kids are to you. They know how important your identity is to you. So those may become the first things they attack. If you have kids, they tell you that you should not have had those children. They will tell you that you'd be a worthy person if only you didn't have a long list of negative traits. They attack the foundation of your being. So this is Kat again. They go in on you. Number four, they wear you down over time. This is one of the insidious things about gaslighting. It's done gradually, over time, a lie here, a lie there, a snide comment every so often, and then it starts ramping up. Even the brightest, most self-aware people can be sucked into gaslighting. It is that effective. It's the frog in the frying pan analogy. The heat is turned up slowly so the frog never realizes what is happening to it. And then the frog dies. This is number five. Their actions do not match their words. When dealing with a person or entity that gaslights, look at what they are doing rather than what they are saying. What they are saying means nothing. It is just talk. What they are doing is the issue. I have to step in here as Kat again because this is one of the things that's so tough because you'll have these conversations and they'll say like, I'm sorry, I'll be better or they'll have these moments of like goodness and trueness and care. However, then their actions don't line up with that. But we go back to, well, they said this, they said this, they said this. Right. But to trust and believe and, and, and sit with somebody's trueness, their, their speech and their actions have to act together. We can't just pick one. Okay. So number six, they throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you. This person or entity that is cutting you down, telling you that you don't have value is now praising you for something you did. You think, well, maybe they aren't so bad. Yes, they are. <laughs> This is a calculated attempt to keep you off kilter and again, to question your reality. Also look at what you were praised for. It's probably something that served the gaslighter. Cat again. So I love the part where she's saying this is a calculated attempt to keep you off kilter and question your reality is because it's nothing is all the time, right? So you have that evidence that's like, they're not all bad. Yes. And this is where we ask ourselves that percentage question. How much of the percentage of this relationship do I feel crazy? And how much do I feel like they are kind? Okay. Number seven, they know confusion weakens people. Gaslighters know that people have a sense of stability and normalcy. Their goal is to uproot this and make you constantly question everything. And humans' natural tendency is to look to the person or entity that will help you feel more stable. And that happens to be the gaslighter. Really scary. Number eight, they project. They are a drug user or a cheater, yet they are constantly accusing you of that. This is done so often that you start to defend yourself and then you're distracted from their behavior. Oh my gosh, when you start defending yourself from things that you've, this is Kat again, when you start defending yourself from things that like actually are so off, that is such a telltale sign, right? Like I'm defending myself, but have you ever had to defend yourself from this before? In my experience, I was told that I was selfish so often. And I really believed that to the point where I apologized to my friends often. Like I, I'm so sorry for being so selfish and I'm so sorry for this and that. And the reality is we all have a bit of selfishness in us if we're healthy and that's okay. But my friends were like, what are you talking about? And so I was like, well, why has nobody else told me this? And I thought my friends were lying, but really it was that I was defending something that actually was not part of me. Number nine, they try to align people against you. Gaslighters are masters at manipulating and finding the people they know will stand by them no matter what. And they use these people against you. They will make comments such as, this person knows that you're not right, or this person knows you're useless too. Keep in mind, it does not mean that these people actually said these things. A gaslighter is a constant liar. When the gaslighter uses this tactic, it makes you feel like you don't know who to trust or who to turn to. And that leads you right back to them. And that's exactly what they want isolation gives them more control. 
I'll get to this, which is why we need to reality check. And when we feel like we're in these situations, a lot of times we don't want to tell anybody about it because it's like, oh, I don't want to tell people my dirty laundry or this is just between us. But that's what they want. They want it to be between you. So then you don't have anybody giving you a reality check. Number 10, they tell you or others that you're crazy. This is one of the most effective tools of the gaslighter because it's dismissive. The gaslighter knows if they question your sanity, people will not believe you when you tell them the gaslighter is abusive or out of control. It's a master technique. So what's the point? If nobody's going to believe me, what's the point? And then 11, they tell you everyone else is a liar. By telling you that everyone else, your family, the media, XYZ is a liar, it again makes you question your reality. You've never known someone with the audacity to do this. So they must be telling the truth, right? No. It's a manipulation technique. It makes people turn to the gaslighter for the correct information, which actually isn't correct at all. Oh, man. And I think one of the things that's highlighted in these steps is the idea, this is Cap talking, not the article, is the idea that like they want you in this isolation. So you don't have any other information and you're going to them to get it. And so what they say and what they do is gold. Oh my goodness. So I have so many feelings right now. And if you have so many feelings right now, I'm in it with you. This is so frustrating. And this is the kind of thing that I talk about this and I'm like, why are these kind of people in the world? And why is this something that we have to deal with and and move through? And I don't have an answer for that. I don't have an answer for why we have to move through a lot of the tough things in life, but I do have some helpful tips to help you kind of get out of it and not have to stay in this. So let's kind of just talk about those as as we summarize and, and close out this conversation. And also, I will link that article in the show notes for you guys. And I'll link the episode on love addiction and I'll link the episode that I did on narcissism as well. So if you want some more information on some of this stuff, you can go get that there. And I'll link her book, even though I want you guys to know I haven't read it, so I can't vouch for it. But here's some um, suggestions of what to do um, when you find yourself in a relationship like this, whether it be parent, friend, spouse, romantic partner, boss, anything. Know right now that you are not weak, bad, or wrong if you have experienced this. And this is so important. Abuse of any kind does this thing that makes us feel bad about ourselves for being found inside of it, but nobody asks to be abused. It is not a moral failing on you. And I need you guys to know that you're not weak, bad, or wrong if you're in this situation. It's not something to be ashamed about. And the more we believe that, the more we'll get stuck inside of it. Two, I want you guys to pay attention to red flags. And this is something that's so frustrating. At the same time, I get it, but there's so much like laughter and jokiness and just like, what's the word? Like self-deprecation around ignoring red flags these days. And I get some of it and some of it, the humor we need to not make everything so heavy, but we've got to start paying attention to red flags, especially when they're like this, because it can really get you into some trouble. And again, that's not your fault, but when we are ignoring red flags, we do have to take some responsibility for that, that part. Perk up the first time you experience one of these techniques. Perk up the first time you are experiencing love bombing. Just because you're having this like intense reaction in a a relationship early, it doesn't mean it's going to end up in this, but I at least want you to pay attention to it so you know if one of these other things follows, hey, I need to talk about this. Hey, I need to be mindful of this. Write down when you experience these things the first time. It's helpful to have written accounts of these. So when your memory is questioned later, when this gets heavier, you can go back and say, nope, I'm not crazy. I didn't make this up. I wrote this down. And also sometimes when we have that written down, we can go, whoa, this wasn't just a little small thing. Look at all these accounts. And one of, um, I actually found this later and this wasn't really what I was doing, but I write a lot of letters to myself and I'll write text messages to myself instead of sending them to people. And after this long ago relationship ended, I found a letter that I had written and I was like in this spot where I was like, so still kind of sad about the relationship. And I found this letter and as I read it, I was like, oh my goodness. I'm so glad I wrote this because now I'm reading this and realizing that this rosy retrospect that I'm having was so off. So it's helpful to write that stuff down. Number three, do not try and argue. Be willing to leave these conversations with these people without making your point or without feeling validated or understood. They very likely will not validate you. It can be super disorienting to be in conversations with people who are 
um, using techniques to gaslight you because what they're doing is trying to knock you off your stability, knock, knock you off of your reality, and they'll change the path of dis- the discussion, like I said. So if you're trying to be understood and have a conversation about A, you might be having a conversation about B later, and then all of a sudden you're blowing things out of proportion or whatever. One of the things that I said earlier when you're just trying to share your feelings and be validated. So do not try to argue. Do not try to beat a dead horse to get your feelings validated. Just know that that might ever happen and be willing to leave without that. Four, don't try to rationalize. Don't try to outsmart this person. Do not try to manipulate the person who's manipulating you. Because again, they're usually lying. And if I'm going off of lies, I can continue that narrative as far as I need to go and counter anything you say. And the more you try to outsmart the person, the more you will get confused because then you're not actually sitting in your reality, right? You're trying to like be a step ahead, but they're not in reality either. So you're essentially letting go of your truth in order to jump into this mind game. So being disengaged, like disengaging from this stuff and being unbothered by them doing these things, that's your best course of action to, again, be willing to walk away. Do not try to outsmart this person. Master manipulators, right? And most healthy people are not master manipulators. We don't have it in us. Because when you're sitting and rooted in truth, a manipulation cannot sit there as well. And then repeat this when needed. This is my, my fifth little tip. My feelings are valid. No one else can tell me how to feel. Again, my feelings are valid. No one else can tell me how I feel. You can even add in there, my reality is valid. Because listen, we're all walking around with different realities, right? Because we see things through different screens. So just because your reality doesn't match up exactly as somebody else's doesn't mean it's even false to begin with, right? So my feelings are valid. My reality is valid. No one else can tell me how to feel. And then the sixth thing I just want to drive this home is like find support, find, find support, reality check with people you trust. So instead of hiding, right, instead of hiding, when somebody's when you start to notice somebody's trying to keep you small, keep you in this one on one relationship where I'm only going to reality check with one person, I can only trust one person, that one person makes me feel like I'm wrong all the time. Red, 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 very, very bright red, like neon flag always know that you should be able to reality check with more than one person. So find support, go to those people, ask them questions, talk to them. And when you feel crazy, right? So when I was like, I can't even tell the story because it's so wild. Know that like, if you feel crazy, it doesn't mean you are crazy. Oh, I think that's so important. When you feel crazy, it doesn't mean you are crazy. That just might be where somebody wants you to sit. And when I feel crazy, sometimes it's because I'm being manipulated. I'm actually not crazy. Makes me think of, and I think I'm going to close it out with this, of the the book, Girl Interrupted. It was also a movie um, with Angelina Jolie and Brittany Murphy. It's super good, super dark. I uh, wouldn't re- uh, recommend watching it alone at night. But in the book, I read the book for a project in grad school. And I think it was like in the, the last chapter, like the very end of it. Long story short, this girl is spent a significant amount of time in a mental health institution. Um, back then, I think they were even called like insane asylums, things like that, which we don't call them those. But she talked about how after she left there, she always had this essence of questioning her reality because after somebody tells you enough times you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy, essentially you're going, to, you're going to believe them, right? And so the longer we stay in these relationships where people are telling us this, the more we're going to start to believe them. And and she said even after she got out and, and there's a part of her that knows she's not crazy, she would question herself and she would be walking in the grocery store and, and, and wonder, am I seeing these black and white checkers on the tiles or is this my imagination? And that just speaks to the power of what we allow ourselves to hear and what we allow ourselves to stay in. And so find people who you feel super safe with and who make you feel stable and who make you feel like confident. Surround yourself with people who allow you to know that you're not crazy, right? When we're around people that make us feel like we are crazy and that's never happened before, red flag. Because that doesn't just like pop out of nowhere. I mean, I guess it can. We can't have psychotic breaks, but you know what I mean. So long episode to do by myself, a lot of talking and I could go on about this. And you know what, maybe one day we'll get Stephanie Sarkis on the podcast and she can talk to us about this because she's an expert in this and I'm a mental health expert, but I don't specialize in gaslighting. It's something that I do know about, but it'd be nice to have somebody who specializes in this on here talk to us. So maybe that will happen in the future. I don't know. 
lots of planning to do for 2022. But with that, I want to say if there is stuff that you just love and you want to know more about and you have questions about or stuff that you've just loved hearing about and or things we haven't talked about, send me an email. Like I'm so open to like what you guys are interested in because as I plan for next year's content, I want to make sure that you guys are continuing to get content that fuels you and um, that's helpful. So feel free to send that to Catherine at you need therapy podcast.com. Again, you can follow me at cat.defada and the podcast at you need therapy podcast on Instagram. I would love that. And yeah, again, little reminder, <laughs> it's my birthday week. So if you really want to give me a birthday gift, that would be awesome in the form of a rating on the bottom of this. If you scroll down, just give us five stars. If I mean, I don't want to like tell you to give us five stars if you really don't think this is a good podcast. But if you do think it's a good podcast, I want to know like that's really helpful for me. And I don't get to talk to you guys and see you guys and know what's going on all the time. So that's really helpful when I see that you guys like this and it meant enough that you took 30 seconds out of your day and did that. So that'd be an awesome birthday gift. And I will be back on Wednesday for Couch Talks. Thank you for being here with me and hope you guys had the Thanksgiving you need to have and are walking into this holiday season with the feelings that you need to have. So love you guys and talk to you on Wednesday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretz's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com.